2: God at the beginning, you got 2 million people, they really don't know much, and so God has to give them these commandments, and he says, here's how you do life with your kids, and here's how you do life here, and here's how you do life with work and, and your animals. and oh, by the way, in your marriage, here's one you got to get, do not commit adultery. Now, why did he do that? He did that because he knew the dangers of sexuality outside The boundaries of marriage.
0: People outside of the church and even some inside it think God hates sex. They look at him as a killjoy because they want to be able to sleep with whomever they like, whenever they like. No rules. Pastor Mark, in his teaching today, will show how the no rules crowd gets it wrong. You'll hear about the chaos and dysfunction that happens from doing life your own way rather than God's way you'll also be reminded of God's grace and mercy that can enter your life when you decide to do things his way. Remember, there's a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Exodus chapter 20, as he begins his message, Sexual Purity.
2: You can turn to the book of Genesis, that's where we're going to be starting, Genesis chapter 2. Won't be hard for you to get there. First book in the Bible. Many of you saw this plane, and you saw it landed. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean a plane landed? What's the big deal? Well, you notice during the week, this plane, well, the pilot died while he was flying this family. And there was a man on the plane who had a little experience in flying, but he really didn't know too much. And so he kind of got and started talking to the ground crew and they started working with him. The the pilot was dead. And one of the very wise things they did, it says in the article, they got a hold of a man who knew this plane inside and outward. He worked for the manufacturer. So they didn't have to guess where the things were, where this was, how do you turn this, what do you do with this? He knew it exactly. And he talked him into a safe landing. He said, well, what does that have to do with me? For this service, you are going to be a plane. Just turn your neighbor and say, I'm a plane. Go ahead, I'm a plane. Now now, turn and say, I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. You're going to be piloting your plane. Well, what do you mean by that? We're going to learn that God says to us, I created your plane. If you follow my instructions, I'll tell you how to enjoy your flight. And I'll tell you how to land safely after your life is over. But there's a warning. If you ignore my instructions, and by the way, I'm God. I made you. If you ignore my instructions, you will crash your plane, and life will be a disaster for you. So that's really what the Ten Commandments are all about. That's what the Bible is about. You say, you were created by God. And here's the instructions of how to fly our plane, how to enjoy life, and how to land safely when we die. That's what this is all about. Now, one of the topics that we're going to cover today is an unusual topic. It's sexuality. You see, outside these doors... Outside the church environment, the world is clueless that there's a God that can direct their life. But they're even more clueless about God and sex. That doesn't go together in their minds. Absolutely doesn't go together in their minds. Or if it does go together, it's like this. God's against it. He doesn't like it. You can't be a Christian and enjoy it. I wish I could say to you this morning that that concept of sexuality, which is wrong, was only outside the church. But there's many of our young people, many of you singles, even many of you married here in Melbourne, Vera. you don't understand at all This topic of sex, and especially sexual purity. So we're going to take our planes and dive into it. It's going to be an exciting time. Number one, first thing to write. God's gift of sex, physical intimacy. Genesis chapter 2, we have the beginning of life. Look it down at verse 22, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, Adam, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Now for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother That's that marriage relationship, and be united to his wife. And they will become something unique, only God does, one flesh. And that's spiritual, emotional, physical. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. It's interesting. Adam and Eve hadn't been created yet, and God was going to create them. Well, how would he create them to reproduce? He could have made us like amoebas. There we go. There's another one. He could have done that. But he decided against that. And he made us male And male sexual abilities. And female. And female sexual abilities. So right from the start, God made us the way he wanted us to be. And the second thing you need to write is the part that the world is confused about. God designed sex. And God is for Sex. He designed us. There's nothing different in this room. There's only two. Male and female. He designed it. MTV didn't design it. Las Vegas didn't design it. We start in the first book of the Bible with a man and a woman naked. But there's no shame. The reason there was no shame, there was no sin yet. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, how does God really feel about sex? Well, it might shock you a little bit, but here's what God says in the book of Proverbs. Notice what he says to a husband and a wife. May you rejoice in the wife of your youth. May her breasts satisfy you always. And may you ever be captivated by her love. Some of you are saying right now, Pastor Mark, you like use the word breast in church. <laughs> yes, we all have them. Do you think the world understands that that's in the Bible? No. Absolutely not. They have no clue that that's in the Bible. You see, that's very sexual. That's very explicit. But see, many of us were raised with the wrong impression of what God thinks about. See, this is what he thinks about it. He's the one that wrote that. By the way, there'll be coming a time, I don't know when it is, I'm going to teach you another book of the Bible called The Song of Solomon. Now, that book in the Bible is actually R-rated all the way through it. Now, don't go to the front of the book and try to figure out where it is. Just sit still. I'll read you one section. Song of Solomon, chapter 7. I am my lover's, and he claims me as his own. Come, my love, let us go out to the fields and spend the night among the wildflowers. Let us get up early, go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded, if the blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates have bloomed, and there I will give you my love. That was good. Some of you guys, you need to read that. You need to read that to your wife. Good things will happen. If you read that to your wife. You see, that's a picture of love, of relationship, of oneness, of unity, of flowing together. The whole book, I won't read more. You want a homework assignment? Read the Song of It's Probably one thing you'll do that I've asked you to do. So, whatever. <laughs> As we look at that, what does God think about sex? Well, he's florent. He loves it. That's how he designed it. He designed each of us with a healthy, strong Sexual drive. Number two, God's instructions for sexual intimacy. Turn with me to Exodus, second book, Ten Commandments, which we're studying. Chapter 20, verse 14. You see, God gave us sex, sexual intimacy, sexual intercourse, but he gave us instructions about it. God gave us the Bible. It's a manual for living. It's how we're to fly our planes. It's very specific in all kinds of areas. As we've gone through the Ten Commandments, we'll have more as we finish that series. But in verse 14, notice what God says. You shall not commit adultery. Now, see, God is serious about sexual purity, even though our society laughs at God's rules. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, why did God at the beginning, you got 2 million people, they really don't know much, and so God has to give them these commandments, and he says, here's how you do life with your kids, and here's how you do life here, and here's how you do life with work and and your animals, and oh, by the way, in your marriage, here's one you got to get. Do not commit adultery. Now, why did he do that? He did that because he knew the dangers of sexuality outside the boundaries of marriage. Today, if you take Exodus 20:14 and you ask the world to write it, here's what they'd write. You can have sex with whomever, whenever, and wherever. But that at all is not. If we follow this lie, we will crash our planes and destroy our lives. What happens in the United States specifically, and certainly all over the world, during spring break in the southern places of our countries? Here, Texas, Mexico. We have spring break. And what I just read to you, you can have sex with whoever, whenever, and whatever that's exactly the commandment that they follow. But see, they're crashing their lives constantly, not knowing there is a wonderful way. Now, what does adultery mean? Just, just be clear, because we'll talk about adultery and fornication and premarital sex and oral sex. We'll talk about all other things. What is adultery? Adultery is simply sexual intercourse between a married person and another person that isn't your spouse, could be single. Could be another person that's married. So here's a way to write that commandment. This is the way it should be written for us today. Sexual intimacy is reserved only for the marriage relationship. That's what God says. Now, turn with me to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Here we get some more understanding of God. Now remember, in the light of all of these guidelines, God is for sex. He's not against it. He's definitely for it. But he knows how it should be handled. He knows the boundaries that need to be there. And the world is clueless. The church very often is clueless, but there's no reason to be clueless because it's very plain. Here's how to fly your plane. Hebrews 13 verse four. Look how it starts. Marriage should be honored by all. Would you say that's happening today? Is marriage being honored by all? Not at all. In fact, marriage is made fun of. And the whole definition of marriage, we're trying to redefine it to include anybody. And of course, with that, it's become the laughing stock. Our television programs laugh at marriage. Our radio programs, our movies laugh at it. But God says, no, 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 it's special. You'll see why in a moment. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer. Now, the marriage bed, if you just want to write your notes, that simply means sexual intercourse. So, what does that mean? You see, here's a bed. And God says, if you're married, these boundaries that say if you're not married, you can't go there, these boundaries, the marriage bed, they're gone. If you're married, this is the place where a husband and wife make love. It could be in the bedroom, could be in the kitchen, could be in the den. Could be wherever. This is a place where fulfillment, passion, love, joy, and intimacy take place. You see, there's no boundaries around it. This is where it's to happen. This is God's rule. The marriage bed, a source of joy and pleasure and passion and sexual fulfillment, and peace. But God says, if you're not married, you can't have it. Sexual intercourse is not for you. It's off limits. Now, see, some people say that, well, that means God's against sex. Not at all. He just knows the boundaries that need to be there. And so our definition is sexual intimacy is reserved only for the marriage relationship. So God is for sex, if we use it within his boundaries, this is a perfect picture of his boundaries. The marriage bed, sexual intercourse, orgasm, all those things, only for a husband and wife. Now you say, well, like why the boundaries? Why doesn't God just go, enjoy it, it's a great gift? Because of this. Number one, this marriage bed also represents the home. You see, the building block of the Bible is one man, one woman, committed to God and to each other for life. That's the building block of society. The other thing that's very interesting to me is God would say, if you follow my boundaries, your sexual drive will find its maximum fulfillment within marriage. Did you know this? That if you're a Christian couple today, it's been proven over and over. If you're a Christian couple, your sexual life is way better than any other group of people. Why? Because you're doing it God's way. Unbelievers, it's not as good as believers. People that are living together Without marriage, you'll see later, nowhere near what it is for couples. So see, if we do it God's way, it's always best for us. Number three, God then gives us some warnings about sexual sin. Pastor Mark, what is sexual sin? You're right there in Hebrews. Look at verse four. Let's finish it. Marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer. No, there's going to be a judgment. You may want to circle this in your Bible. God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. So God defines sexual sin as adultery, which happens after marriage. But then he includes sexual sin before we're married. So what do I do with that statement? How do I write that and get it clear on my mind? Now remember, all through here, God is for sex. Here's the next thing you want to write. Any intimate sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful And destructive. Well, you say, what do you mean by sexual activity? Let me list some for you. And I'll have more as I go through. Sexual immorality means sexual intercourse before marriage. The Bible quite often uses the term fornication. just means having sex before you marry. It includes homosexuality. It includes lesbianism. It includes bestiality. It, It includes incest. And of course, obviously, it includes adultery. Well, how do I know that? Well, here's some of the words, and we won't go to the Old Testament and show all those other things, but all those words I just used, incest, bestiality, all that, that's all in the Bible. Those warnings are all in the Bible. God already knew that man's heart would be very wicked, and he'd go weird with it. And so he said, no, no, there's going to be judgment if you do that. Notice what 1 Corinthians says. Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or commit adultery or are male prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, the key word in all of this is practice, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, how serious, just look at that for a moment, how serious is that? God says, if you and I practice, practice, it's a lifestyle. If we practice having adultery affairs sleeping together before we're married. All these sexual sins, homosexuality, lesbian. If we practice these things and never make a repentance, never ask God to change us, never move from that lifestyle into a holy lifestyle that has sexual purity, notice, none of these people will ever get to heaven. How serious is it? But let me stop right here. Let me ask you a question. How many of you this last week sinned? Let me see your hand. Come on. That's good. Those of you who aren't raising, you know. You already know the deal, don't you? You lie, You sin.
0: In his teaching today, Pastor Mark likened your life to an airplane. To fly the plane properly, you need to read the instruction manual. He reminded you that the Bible is the instruction manual for life and living, and that it tells you how to live life successfully. You found out that God has a plan for your sexual life, too. If you don't know his plan for sex, you can't be thriving in this area either. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Sexual Purity. You'll learn that God actually has a plan for how men and women are supposed to relate sexually to each other. You'll be reminded how poorly things can go when you don't do things God's way. You'll find out more about God's intent for the marriage relationship which is a lot more than just physical. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons For Living.
1: in a